Welcome to Engage Your Tribe, a podcast about the art and science of audience engagement. I'm Jeremy Shear, founder and CEO of Tribal Knowledge Podcasting, and my guest is Carol Betancourt, VP of Marketing at Chiron, the industry leader in broadcast graphics and production. Carol, it's great to have you on the show. Thank you so much, Jeremy. It's great to be here, and I know that you and the team at Tribal Knowledge are really experts in what you do, so I'm honored to be a part of this conversation. Well, thank you so much for the kind words. We, we like to think that we know what we're doing, at least a little bit, most yeah. of the time. <laughs> yeah. Now, you yeah. guys, of course, are experts, as I said, in broadcast graphics and production, and when we connected a little bit ago... One thing that kind of blew me away is I had known Chiron as, I just thought that that was what the, the name of the scrolling graphics on the bottom of like the screen when you're watching CNN or, you know, whatever news channel or anything like that. I never really had thought about like, oh, why are those called Chirons? You know, who knows? Like I just thought at some point someone <laughs> invented that term, but no, it turns out that's the name of the company that makes them. So that just That's kind of right. spun my head right around. Yeah, 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 it's a fun fun it's a fun fact and you're right at some point somebody did invent that and it was us in the mid 1960s yeah. prior to that and I may have explained this to you before and I can't I can't imagine someone having to do this every night before the six o'clock news cutting out little white letters and putting them on a black background and filming that and then overlaying that film over your live broadcast. That was what people had to do before Chiron oh, wow. invented the digital technology that makes that titling. So yes, just like you might call a facial tissue, a Kleenex, regardless of the brand, no, no, no aspersions towards our, our esteemed competitors, but their stuff is called Chirons too, for that reason. We, we invented the category. Wow. That's uh, it's it's kind of a mark of success when the thing is just be your your the name of your company becomes synonymous with the thing that you do. It 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 is as a as a marketeer, it's a, it's a bit of a, a challenge. We want to be known for that, but so so there's a little bit to unpack there, Jeremy. We we got yeah. that technology because we were leading innovators. So so the technology we're known for, but what we really want people to remember about Chiron is the innovation part because we're doing so much more today with our various line of broadcast grade switchers, sports illustration for illustrated replay, automating everything, integrating data with everything. We really try to stay ahead of the, the curve all the way. Okay, duly noted. Now, <laughs> what I want to talk about with you today specifically as a marketeer is the concept of authenticity in marketing. Because you had mentioned to me that that's kind of your guiding light when you guys are producing content. That's what you're looking for. This needs to be authentic. So let's just start very simply. What does that mean? What is authentic marketing? Well, I think it means three things. One thing is that you need to be truthful. And that might sound a bit naive, like knowledge you would or, or advice you would give to a kindergartner. Always tell the truth. It doesn't necessarily sound like a concept that would be talked about, brought up at a at a madman three martini lunch or something like that. But <laughs> if you're not telling the truth, especially in this day and age, eventually people will know and it will cost you. It will cost your brand. It's so it's so important to be to be very truthful. It's sort of like if you if you swipe right and you meet the person, 
then after you've done that and you find out that maybe their Photoshop game is a little stronger than their fitness game and you're, you're <laughs> might still have a relationship, but it's not getting started on, on that, that strong foundation of trust. So I, I think being truthful is, is very important to be authentic. And then I think, are, are, is it really useful? Am I just telling you that I'm great or is there some use to you in the fact that I'm great? Am I interested in what you are doing? Am I offering you something that you can use? So I think really understanding what your customers' needs are, not just their pain points, but how you can really take their game to the next level and how you can really articulate that to them in ways that are useful, ways that they can understand, ways that are going to help them make more money, have an easier time at their job right now today. And then the last part of authentic marketing, I think, is do I have something that's sustainable here? Am I creating something that will work today? Or am I really creating an online, uh, not online, an ongoing relationship? It could be online, but an ongoing relationship with my customers, my potential customers. So am I telling the truth? Is what I have to say useful? And Instead of just selling you this now, selling you this next month when we do this release, do we just really have a relationship where you're always going to be interested in what I have to offer? So I think those are the key, the, the three keys, I would say. Okay. Okay. And, and why does that matter? What is authentic, what does being authentic do for you? Like what's in it for you as a marketing leader? Ooh, that that's that's a good one. What what does it do for me? First, as a as a as a leader or as someone on the team or or just as a person, when I go to work each day, I want to feel good about what I'm doing. I I want to feel like what I'm doing matters. I want it to matter. Otherwise, I should probably find something else to do. There's lots of ways a person can make money. So, if I'm if I'm not authentic, if I'm not telling the truth, if I'm not doing something useful, then why am I? Why 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 do I even matter? I, I think it's important to have a message, to have a contribution, to contribute, to serve, to to bring your your company. You you don't bring your company up by putting other companies down. You don't bring your company up by being greater than your customers. You bring your company up by elevating your entire industry. That's what our dev team does. They're trying to make things that will bring broadcast to the next level. That's even what our salespeople are doing. They're developing those interpersonal relationships. So as a marketeer, I have to be doing that too. Am I bringing my industry up? Am I bringing things really to the next level? Okay. So when it comes to producing content, to do uh, content marketing, what's your strategy for producing content that's going to come across as authentic? Or I shouldn't even say come across, that is genuinely authentic and that people are, are going to relate to it as, oh, this is, this is an authentic piece of content that resonates with me. How do you make that happen? Well, it, it can be a bit of a challenge, Jeremy, because we live in such a world today where everything can happen so fast and we're expected to produce a lot. We're expected to do it quickly and we can do things quickly. We try to do things as efficiently as possible, but sometimes we need to step back. And, and I have a little confession for you. I am not 
educated as a marketeer. My degree is actually in biochemistry. So I, I have a background prior to this industry. I've been in broadcast for the last 20 years, but prior to that, I had a background as a scientist. So I start by making my team do their research. We do our homework. We look at all of the features and functionality of our product. We try to know our, even the person who does our artwork, the person who writes our social copy, they might not be the very best product specialists, but they could show you how to use our products. They can tell you what people do with our products. They understand our products. They understand terms like IO means inputs and outputs. They understand different frame rates. They understand what color values are. They understand all these things that someone in the industry would understand. They speak the language, they walk the walk. So they do their homework. What what new features do we have? And then we look at our key competitors. What features do they have? We make entire spreadsheets, feature by feature, where we're better. And we're honest with ourselves where we're not better. And then we decide how can we craft a message based on where we think we truly are better, going back to being honest and telling the truth, where are we better? Then what should our message really be? Who will that message matter to whom will that message matter and how will it help them? And if we find out maybe something that we didn't think that we, we thought our product was just the best and we find out that maybe it's not the best, then that's useful to know too, because we can go back to our dev team and say, you know, we're not the best because you can't do this with our audio controls or you can't do this with this or, or some other aspect. And then that gets rolled into the next release cycle of the product. And if we find something where we're not better, but other things where we are better, we might change our original message. Maybe we're not focused so much on these people over here, but these people over here. So instead of just using buzzwords, best of breed or unprecedented, or I could think of a few more that just I'm so sick of hearing, and I'm sure you could think of some of those words as well. We really try to look at where, what the truth is, who we're talking to, who needs to hear that truth. And then based on that research, that's where we develop our battle cards. That's where we develop our key selling points. And then those are foundational to anything that goes into any kind of presentation, information sheet, the website. It all has to stem back to that, that research. It can't just be something that we kind of think is true, that we mm. kind of hope our product does. And we're just going to use a lot of nice words to tell you it's the best. That That's not good enough for me. Yeah. Okay. And so if I'm hearing you correctly, it seems just one basic element of being authentic and, and creating content that's authentic is uh, back up your claims with evidence. Exactly. Is that fair to exactly. say? Yeah. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Test your product, know your product, find out how people are actually using your product. And, and that's a whole other area that, that we haven't really touched on. But we're, we're building those customer focus groups where we, we understand better how people use our things, what, mm -hmm. what features they're looking for, and, and that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, another element of authenticity that, that, I, that I think you're gesturing towards, telling me if I'm right or wrong, is really knowing, really understanding your audience and really understanding them not as just potential customers, but as real people with concerns and challenges and taking the time and energy that it takes to craft messaging and content that speaks to, that, that speaks in kind of a deep way 
to to your audience, which you can only do if you really know them well, and then you're pretty far along on that path towards authenticity. Does that resonate with you? Yes, it, it does, especially in a high tech company such as ours. It does. I, I know my my daughter's involved in marketing in the fashion industry, and even with something, and maybe I shouldn't say even. I know it's very very important to some people. But with a with a dress or with the shirt that you have on, someone looked at why that color would resonate at this year, this time, and in the place where you live. Someone did their homework. Someone looked at what it would cost to make it and how well the fabric was going to hold up. Someone did focus groups where they had people try things on or touch things or look at things and get their responses. And if that much research can go into something that you wear, then shouldn't that much thought and planning go into something that's going to be, in the case of our technology, in front of billions of eyeballs every day. Our customers include the BBC, CBS, Mm -hmm. if you've seen their smart cart for the PJ coverage, if you watched NBC's Olympic coverage, and I could go on and on with more time than we have today, but billions of eyeballs every day are looking at our stuff. And so if we don't understand how our customers are trying to use our stuff, we're letting them down in a pretty significant way. There's going to be screaming and yelling in a control room somewhere if something isn't working, if some (laughs) on-air presentation goes dark, or if it just doesn't look good, if it's not attracting that multi-million dollar contract from that key advertiser because they would really rather be aligned with some other broadcaster who who does something different it's so so it it is looked at as mission critical in a lot of ways so we can't we can't fake it we just can't yeah and maybe that's a good way of putting it you just it, you, you can't fake it it has to yeah. be real i mean you have to yeah. really yeah and, and it, that might seem like it goes without saying but i'm sure all too often in the world of marketing and the world of sales there is a lot of faking it well i think so i think uh and I haven't been, I, I've already given you one confession. I'm, I'm, I'm really bearing my soul here, Jeremy. I'm, I must like <laughs> you. So I have not been, even in this industry, I haven't been in marketing very long. My my roles prior to the last two and a half years or three years have been more technical. I've, I've done a lot of mm-hmm. systems integrations and making things work for people and that sort of thing. So as a, as a marketing person in this industry, I think that I, I came into a marketing department in one company. I worked closely with a marketing department in another company. And I did work with people who were hired because of their marketing expertise. And they were all very good people. They were all very adept and knowledgeable people within their field. But there were some individuals who felt that if my, if I have great words, if my copy sounds good, if my, if I use a lot of exciting adjectives, if I, you know, make a really splashy GIF or something like that, then, then all is well in my world. And where we are today, that's, all that's great and it is important, but it's just, it's just not enough. It's just not, it has to come from a core. It has to have a foundation. I think you're, so you're getting what, where I'm going. Yeah, absolutely. And and thank you for bearing your soul, by the way. Is there anything <laughs> else you'd like to confess? 
<laughs> Any no, other not, secrets not to, you'd like to maybe, not right maybe now? Maybe on another, another time, another day. Maybe so. Maybe so. Well, wait till we stop recording. Then you can tell me the really, the really crazy stuff. I'll give you the dirt <laughs> then. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so wrapping up, what would be your advice for marketing teams that look at their content and say, we want to be more authentic? What's the first step there? Okay. Well, I think that's a, that's an excellent question and it's an excellent step if if people are just asking themselves that question. And every marketing department has its own unique set of challenges, its own unique set of resources. So I don't have a definite blueprint. They would have to sort that out themselves, but I do have three my three L's and that doesn't stand for loser. It stands for three other things <laughs> so that you can win at your marketing. First, I would say learn. Learn everything you can about your product, your customers, the challenges of your salespeople, the challenges of your dev, dev team. Learn, 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 learn. The next thing I would say is listen. Um, as communicators, we're always thinking, and, and I confess, confession number three, even on this call, I'm when you're asking me a question, I'm thinking of what I'm going to say next. And sometimes we have to. We have to think fast on our feet. We have to respond in a sensible way. But 90% of good communication is listening. And 90% of the job of marketing is communicating. What do I need to tell you about my product? So that starts with listening. So you learn, you listen. And then number three, and this is going to sound really corny, but I think it's important. And that's why I get up every morning. Love. Love what you do. If you don't, find something else to do or fall in love. Find a way. Love the products that you work with. Love your team. Love your company. Love your industry. Get up and say, wow, I could do something really stunning today. This is so cool that I'm part of this. How can I make it even better for myself, the people I work with, the industry that I'm in? Learn, listen, and love, and then sort out your blueprint. Okay. Well, great advice. I mean, a little corny, but still good. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. And hire Just kidding. a good team who knows lots of things, yes. Yeah, exactly. Well, Carol, thank you so much for that really fun interview. Really enjoyed it. Oh, I did too. Thanks for having me on today, Jeremy. And I hope we get to chat again sometime. That's it for this episode of Engage Your Tribe. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. You know you want to. If you're a marketer or an internal communicator and you're interested in podcasting, we've got tons of free resources on the website at tribknowledge.com. That's T-R-I-B knowledge.com. Thanks for listening and staying engaged.